Welcome to the Cincy Postcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace, and boy, do we have a fantastic episode lined up for you. We are celebrating. We are talking about that one nothing victory over the Chicago Fire, a dramatic winner from Lucho Acosta saves the home win streak in Cincinnati. Where does that goal rank in the all-time goals? We also talk at the end of this episode on Tuesday's exciting U.S. Open Cup match against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Folks, it's a good week to be an FCC fan, and that'll be your postcast. Joining me to talk about all of that and more, well, we got the Monday crew. We've got Grayson, we've got Chief, we've got Jonah. Jonah, I have a question for you. This came What's came up? to the Post's inbox here. Hmm. Uh, they said they're a big fan of the pod. They bought what? a new jersey. They got a new jersey as a gift uh, before the season. And ever since they started wearing it, uh, FCC hasn't lost. The problem is, he's, he sits in some nice seats. It's starting to smell. Is it okay to wash it? Do we have another solution here? You got to keep on rolling, buddy. <laughs> you already got a built-in story if you see the sniffs going around. I've, there's been a couple hot-ass moments in my uh, seats recently. And you just look around and you wonder, you ponder who it was. I had a similar thing happen with a buddy. We had a competition who could win, wear a Wendy shirt we both owned from thrift stores who could wear it the longest we were months in oh no he claimed to have spilled dirty bong water is there any other kind on it and that was it he said nope I couldn't do it and so that was that but yeah either way you know what we got lots of people thinking their superstition is the one keeping us going there's nothing that can derail us right now baby try as you might I, I want to know why this guy didn't wash the jersey after the first time he wore it. Because <laughs> you kind of yeah. dug your own grave on this one. No, because it, no, this is a classic like setup. You wear the jersey to the game, and you look at it, and you're like, we didn't get that dirty. I'm going to hang it back up, and I'll wear it next week. And before you know it, we've rattled off three home wins, and you just got to <laughs> let it ride, babe. You do have to let it ride now. I mean, yeah. no, sorry. Now, if, if you do, If you do want... Uh, a real suggestion to this. Here's what you do. You go to the next home game and you sneak your way down into the Bailey or you do the March, whatever it is. You yep. get as close to one of the smoke devices as possible. And Ooh. you just deeply inhale <laughs> and just breathe in all that smoke, soak your jersey and all that sulfuric smoke. You will reek like a smoke bomb for the remainder of the time. And that might actually be enough to cover up whatever other musk you've got going on right there. That's a good suggestion. I used to do this when I uh, I, I would work on site at a uh, summer camp for an entire summer. Uh, we would sometimes just make really smoky fires and just like smell like campfire smoke instead of BO. It's like a very similar suggestion. My real suggestion, though, was throw it in the freezer 
I, people do this with genes. It like kills any microbes that might be living on there. Maybe maybe you get away with a slightly you can't, you can't kill the PM. microbes because the microbes might be what's bringing good luck. Like you the midichlorians mask, you, of you luck. Can, yeah, <laughs> you can mask the scent of the microbes. You kill you the midichlorians. Kill you kill the force. We can't do that. I, I do think that it probably makes sense at some point. You know, you know how like the team will rotate players and say, it's okay if we lose this game because we're trying to <laughs> trying to stay healthy and not get anybody injured. We need to declare a game as like the official, like you, you can wear a different shirt, wash your shirt, uh, you know, take a pee before the game, whatever people have been like, whatever superstition <laughs> people have, uh, have, uh, have been holding on to too long. Say like, all right, this game, you know, you guys can, this is, this is a clean slate. I'm, I'm assuming Jonah thought the same match as I did, which is July 15th. Opefest. Opefest is the, <laughs> is the safe space. <laughs> this, this does remind me a lot though, of growing up Catholic when you would have to like give something up for Lent. If that happened to be inconvenient for what your parents had planned for a given situation, like, oh, we're taking this vacation or we're doing this thing. And you're like, oh, no, I gave up candy for Len. It's like, no, no, no. If you if you just you know, pray this or do this, you can you can screw that up for a week or like with the whole like don't eat meat on Friday. It's like, oh, no, if you went to church this week, you can definitely have steak since we got reservations at Ruby's or something like that. <laughs> you you say enough hail Gary's and you'll be okay. Or like <laughs> I can't drink. I want antibiotics. Oh, the Bengals are in the AFC championship game. <laughs> I guess I guess today today doesn't doesn't matter. Wait, is there a Hail Gary that you can pray? I mean I'm like sure FC Chat GPT can make one for us. <laughs> <laughs> Have the SEC rosary that you say before games. Isn't that your scarf? Like it's a lot of similar symbolism going on oh, here. No. <laughs> uh well, hey, FC Cincinnati won a game. And I should say, Chief, we tempted fate before this game. If you know, I don't want to take us too far off the rails, but the last time Chicago Fire came to town, I had said that uh, if FCC were to clinch the playoffs, I'd eat a busk boy. This is, this is a, a famous sandwich on this podcast of this podcast alone, <laughs> which makes it a famous sandwich. Don't kid yourself. We have Very dozens famous. of listeners. So you take the big boy sandwich, which famously has a third bun, not unlike a big Mac. You swap out the bun for a buskin cookie. And that's the end of the steps. <laughs> that's, that's the bus. That's the bus. Uh, and I snuck in some buskin cookies into this game and a busk boy was enjoyed. Chief, you enjoyed it with me. What was your review of the busk boy? Um, I didn't hate it. <laughs> it wasn't like, that bad. No, it, it was. There was a little bit of the savory sweet thing going on. I don't know sure. that it's for me all the time. <laughs> But, it's not a regular weeknight <laughs> meal, huh? But in this moment, when I got the text message from you prior to the game, the, the game kicking off, hey, meet me by the bleachers at the Bailey. We're doing a busk boy. My first thought was we are severely tempting fate on this win streak yes. to eat the busk boy prior to the match. And then you swayed me with the idea. No, it's for content. 
We're going that case. <laughs> yes, we did film it. Uh, I'll find a way to share that uh, at some point. And by we filmed it, I do mean a random woman who was walking by. We convinced her to film it. So there was a moment where we thought she might have screwed the entire thing up because she showed us eight seconds of video of the ground. But she recovered, and we've got we've got a real video. So you know, you know the, the really sad part of all this is that when you said this was happening. I was at the game with my wife and I briefly debated having her come down to film. And then I decided I didn't want her seeing what was about to happen because she I don't think I was going to recover from that. What what happens at the broken bleacher stays, stays at the broken, at the broken bleacher. bleacher. <laughs> oh, God. I got one for you, Kevin. Please talk to I'm me. I'm trying to think of more disturbing local combinations. Also, did Grayson die? Uh we're covering for him. Don't Forget worry it. About it. We're going He's dead. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, I can think of a better name, but I'm going to go with a Getters. It'll be two Getta patties okay. with Grater's ice cream in the middle to make like a chip wheelie, but it's Grater's <laughs> and Getta. So. <laughs> you could pick the flavor. Well, actually, no, you shouldn't be able to pick the flavor because that like vanilla is too easy. So like maybe the classic black raspberry chip in between. <laughs> Two get up uh, patties. I think mint chocolate chip really pairs best here. I'm just thinking out loud. <laughs> Is the get a hot? Can I have a a pre cooked but refrigerated get a patty? <laughs> it, it should be at least warm, but hot. You know, you're gonna melt your ice cream sandwich yeah. too quick, and it might ruin the uh, the <laughs> footage. Move quick. Yeah. The uh, but, in the in the Discord this week, I think it was Schwai came up with the idea of why don't you combine the Izzy's potato pancake with Skyline. Mm. Um, in terms of Cincinnati food options. I do believe, though, that the... Because that sounds delicious as opposed to Geta and Graders where it's like, <laughs> or the bus boy, where you've got to you got to get yourself up to eat that a little bit. You've got to, like, mentally, you know, psych yourself up that this isn't going to murder you. The Izzy's potato pancake, I do feel like that does need to be included more in these Cincinnati food abominations. I just feel like that is an underutilized resource here when we're coming up with these sorts of things. I like it. I've been trying to think of a Grippo's nachos with like maybe Skyline over Grippo's and that's all the further I got. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's something to do that. I think people, if they have their Cincy food combinations to maybe drive some engagement to the, the usual morning podcast tweet that only did numbers that one time when we implored <laughs> we people to, yeah, and it did well that day. But that's what. You know, so if you want to be part of the conversation, if you have some good ideas for possible Cincinnati food oddball, maybe combinations <laughs> and it, a clever name to go with it, much appreciated. And I think or that would how be about great. this? If you you have to retweet the link for the show, you got to retweet that actual tweet. You got to like that too. If you list your food item. And then you, if you do that, you can respond to the tweet. Then you're not allowed to respond to the tweet unless you retweet it first. <laughs> that's a rule. Elon says that's a rule. But if you respond with a similar type of Cincinnati food item, I will make the pledge right now that Kevin and I will try one of them. We Absolutely. Get to pick, we get to pick which one, but <laughs> we'll try one of them. A hundred percent. I am. I am. Uh, way in favor of this i think i think this is a good idea this is right up there with the i think we've talked about this on the podcast with the uh idea of doing a skyline cheese coney theme to every visiting team that we play there's there's something to this as well yeah, so i'm way into this jonah you breathe um 
I did breathe. There was a question I had. I'm I haven't sat barley since uh, Nipper. There was a, a SEC Facebook group post going off locked comments, so you oh, know man. it's the place to be. <laughs> you miss uh, you miss your opportunity to really have fun when the when the comments are locked. <laughs> a guy arrived at I think he said like seven ten or something, and there was a guy there, and he had scarved off. Uh, spots for five of his friends and so the debate was what's the etiquette like he said i'm not trying to start anything but what is the etiquette on saving this money and all i could think was oh, i'm so glad i have a seat like, I don't, like <laughs> i'm like someone who's like you know you had a reds game with five thousand people and they're like hey let's just move down here like i'm the guy who's like someone's gonna come at the seat someone's gonna come in the seat so like i love having my own seat not having to think twice about it so i can't imagine even like a scenario like that but what is the barley etiquette are you allowed to reserve seats is that the norm in there these days five I mean, feels like a lot yeah i was about to say mm-hmm. i don't have a problem and i don't have a problem with this because i do this where if i know one or two other people are coming to the section i don't have a problem scarving off a seat next to me or a standing spot next to me once you get beyond maybe the each side of you or each side of your group like one on each side i think at that point it becomes a dipshit move but one two spots i think that that's yeah that's somewhat acceptable it's also because you know i've had this experience in the ba- the barley too where you get there early, somebody wanders off to go get a drink. And as it starts to fill up, you've got to at least be able to say, oh, no, the person, there is someone here. Yeah, They're just fighting the pregame beer line. There needs to be like a way. They almost need a thing like at the, the bar where you can push the bar stool up and lean it to let you know that you're coming back or something like that. <laughs> yeah. or like a little thing you can put in the cup holder, like away, will return in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> a little flag, like a mailbox flag. A beer, like- a beer flag. Maybe we could give those away at Opefest. Be like, this is for the, the barley. When you go to get a beer, you stick your, everyone's got oh. a cup holder, right? A little Ope flag yeah. right there that says, yeah. I'm, I'm not here, Ope. We know a guy with a Folks. 3D printer. We can make this happen. Yeah, it says first so, on it. It's popping off now, baby. It, it feels like there does need to be some way to distinguish between somebody who is there and then went into the concourse to go to the bathroom or get a beer or get some food or something. And what I think is like a really kind of childish, embarrassing behavior for grown adults, which is like, one person shows up and like starts like scattering flags all like across yeah. like a whole like row. Yes. <laughs> um, Do not abuse like the open really flag. wide, like putting your arms out, like step, step, getting your legs as far apart as possible to take up as much space. The uh, Grace, yeah. to your point, that the original Facebook post did mention that uh, they got there at seven ten. That that party that was being held didn't get there till seven fifty. We are. Post post kickoff at that point before people showed up. Kickoff, all bets are off. I I feel like. Yeah. So, I I almost feel like you. There should be like a point in time where you give up your seat. Like yeah. I'm I'm with Jonah. Like I like to have my own seat, and I also don't like to move down just because we think a seat's open. Um, but some friends of ours who sit like ten rows in front of us, um told us at halftime of one of the recent games to go down because the um, seats next to them were empty. Mm. And then we went down and um, 
suddenly at like the 65th minute or 70th minute, some folks come by and they're like, oh, hey, you're in our seats. <laughs> it's like they, they hadn't they hadn't been there the whole game, um, which like fine. Like I obviously got up and moved, but we talked to our friends after the game and they said that they just they explained that they were just talking to people in the first financial club like the entire game up Jesus. to that point. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> Please stop talking to me. You have those people that are long talkers, but man, hour and five minutes into the game. There I better feel be like... an, an orgy being planned if you're talking to another couple that long. That's the only acceptable. It's my Terrace Park friends. It's like you paid for this freaking game, man. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the uh, the the pro tip I'll, I'll share to people and might might get us banned from ever having Jeff Smith on. Uh, and this is great for the Reds in particular. Is you wait. Until right before the game starts and you you watch your seat geek app or whatever and see which seats haven't sold. Those seats are open. <laughs> People have not bought those seats in the one minute before they turn them off and uh, get go go move yourself up to the blue section. Go <laughs> move yourself up to the first baseline. You'll be all right. Nobody's buying and that. Tickets. And that shouldn't ban us from having <laughs> Jeff Smith on because, you know, if if he finds out about this, it's because somebody narked. Like it's not like he's like listening to the podcast. So. Jeff Smith is pro Opie, so he's down. He knows that what's is up. true. That is true. Um, so we've got a game to talk about, which is eh, it was a very boring game right up <laughs> no, until it became something of a wild game uh, at the end with everybody getting cards and the first team subbing in. It was. It was fun there. Uh, let me just start off with this, the lineup, if I can bring it up, which I thought I had up. There we are. Uh, the lineup, this was a bit of a weird one. Uh, we'll run through this lineup here. Roman Salantano and goal as if there were any questions. Mosquera mm. on the left, Miazga in the middle, Alvis Powell on the right side huh? of the, the line there. Barial out left, Ray Gattis on the right, fine. Works works well enough on the wingbacks. Angulo and Wobodo in midfield with Kubo ahead of them. What is this? Kimi Ordonia starting up top alongside Lucho Acosta. I ask, I ask the group here, is this not the most open cup looking lineup you've ever seen in Major League Soccer? Yeah, because they're prioritizing winning the Open Cup. <laughs> and that game's going to be on Tuesday. They, um, heavy squad rotation. And the one guy who you, you was playing, uh, Lucho Acosta, playing in a more advanced position where we've already talked about. It's a position where he just doesn't run as much and gives him an opportunity to save his legs a little bit. So yeah. the first thought I had when I saw this lineup was, huh, that's interesting. And the second thought was, hell yeah. <laughs> I think they're going for it on Tuesday. That's really exciting. Yeah, Grayson, I think this lineup confirmed a longstanding suspicion we both had, which is Alvis Powell is the fifth center back on this team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, that's not super surprising. And yeah, you would like to have more depth. Um, they have, you know, some promising looking. I think I think Apononu in the Louisville game showed showed a mm -hmm. lot of promise, but um great family a lot too. to what's that great family too yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> but it would be a lot to expect for uh for him to you know jump from you know bowling green to 
Casper MLS starter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you say that like Roman Celentano didn't jump from Indiana to MLS starter last year. That's the, the Big Ten. It's a little different. Ah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I, ma- major diss to Maction right there. <laughs> I did not know uh, Lucho was starting until they said it in the stadium right before kickoff because I, I just looked at the midfielders across the board and I was like, oh. <laughs> and I didn't. I saw Archimedes, and I don't know how I just glanced over it. So I told my wife, and then she looked up. She's like, "He is starting." I was like, "You're right about that." I just glossed right over it, and then here, there he was up top. I did the same thing. I looked at the midfielders, yeah. and then I looked at the bench, and I was like, "I hope, I hope, I hope Lujo's okay." <laughs> but- no, no, I'm- I was very aware Lucha was starting at striker because I just placed a non-insignificant wager on Brandon Vasquez anytime goal scorer <laughs> prior to kickoff. And let me tell you, they won't let you recall that bet when he ends up not in the 18 in the 11. So yeah. <laughs> I try, I had uh, part of my parlay was just Vasquez shot on target. So, yeah, when he had that header down, I was like, does that count? And then it was <laughs> no, it was cleared off by a defender. But whatever. Who's who, who's counting? Except for my yeah. wallet. It was a uh, it was a weird one. I want to say the only yeah the only shot on target the entire night was Lucho's goal. Neither <laughs> team put another ball on frame. And I did read a headline about that in the um, Washington Post. The beer vendor didn't come to my section once. Roman Celentano's first game this season as a spectator in TQL Stadium fails to live <laughs> up to expectations. <laughs> this is where you you want to talk about, you know, the goalkeepers doing a lot more back there. They're they're communicating and organizing, but yeah, not a shot on target. Keeps the clean sheet. Could we have won this game with ten men? Sands keeper. Uh maybe. Maybe. Um that was, he had one, that was he had a one good jump. He had one jump and catch. That was the I'll, save of the match, right? The one yeah, up on the, <laughs> on the, the cross. Clearance, yeah. yeah. CQL well, there, was, player, there was definitely yeah. one where he kept it like in bounds where it was going to go out for a, a corner. I count that as a save. He saved, <laughs> he saved a set piece from happening. Especially also, for all of our friends who, who gamble on the uh, total corners, which is just a real degenerate move. So I love that. <laughs> we know that... Um, He's not organizing anything because we know who's doing all the work back there. And it's I'm going to christen him. Tell me if you like this one, guys. Mad Miazga. Ooh. This guy. <laughs> and it, like you could tell he was like, oh, fresh blood. He's got Alvis playing center back. He's like, I'm just going to fucking bitch at him this entire game. Like here, here, here. You here, 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 here. Angelo. No, you here. He, I mean, the man. I hope he's not a coach one day because he's going to be like the angriest sideline coach, like probably of all time. But yeah, he was getting his point on. So no, he has, good for him, he I guess. has big villain youth coach energy. Like if he is going to be a coach, he's going to be like the coach of the Hawks from the Mighty Ducks, where it's just yes. going to be nonstop profanity and degrading these kids and berating their <laughs> mental health. And it'd be awesome. He's going to be the next Caleb Porter. Oh, how dare you <laughs> which reminds me he's a name out there lurking with all of these coaching openings you, you have to wonder if there isn't a world or a, a universe where caleb porter is coaching leo messi in miami sometime in july of this year <laughs> i'm sure they'd get along <laughs> if messi doesn't get to pick his own coach literally nobody does that's all i have to say yeah i think it, the the speculation on on that right is that one of the one of the ways that they're going to lure Messi to Miami 
is by hiring the least successful coach he ever played under. Tata, Tata Martino. Martino, bring him down. <laughs> who somehow like he was like the only he's like the only Barcelona manager and like how long to get out of there without winning a single anything? Like, let's be real. The whole plan is for Messi to be so coked up with so many hookers in his room that he won't know who's coaching him at all. They just need his body and his name on the team sheet and everything will work out. They'll sell a bajillion jerseys and a thousand <laughs> Apple subscriptions and they'll be fine. They'll be did you fine. see the did you see the reporting on that? I think it was like today they were talking about how Miami has Miami and um, Saudi Arabia are yeah. the only two are the only two offers in for Messi right now. And they, they characterized the Miami <laughs> offer as less money and much more complicated. Love which, is, which is what deal. you love to hear. Right. I mean, isn't that like the tagline for MLS as a league? Less money, more complicated. <laughs> so you'll come in on the second re-entry draft, Messi. Feel the and... rush. Actually, FCC owns your uh, your rights. So We're creating Uh-oh. a new category of player, the LP, the legendary player, where this is somebody where... They have sold over X number of jerseys in their career. They have Maybe played we'll... in at least this many Champions Leagues. And if you can identify one that wants to come to MLS, you can just sign them. It doesn't matter. The rules are made up. Legends and leaders, Big Ten, MLS version. <laughs> uh, but before we – I don't want to get into the game without mentioning it was Pride Night. So they had the beautiful Pride warm-ups. And it reminded me they made – a movie about Miazga making appearance at a pride parade. It's called Gone in 60 Seconds. Just, <laughs> no, no reference there. And before we forget, Grayson, you had some technical difficulties. Geta on both sides, graders in the middle. <laughs> What's your take? Could it be the next Sky Rosa? Yes or no? That's all I need. Sure. All right, I appreciate that's, a, that's a yes. That's, that's a, yes. a win. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Kevin. Back to scheduled programming. No, uh, you did remind me though. It should should we read into anything of the uh, some of the players in the Pride warm up shirt? Some of the players not. Did they? Not they all have checked enough? out. They, they all okay. checked out. <laughs> Although I, a few of them I not don't really know about, but I'm like, uh, yeah. If he's friends with Darren Maddox, yeah, that checks out. Um, let's see who else we got here. Miazga, yeah, Ray Gaddis, uh, kind of woke, but also very Jesus. Okay, checks out. You know, maybe they all just uh, spilled Murphy, bong water on them before they the game started. Bong water, yeah. <laughs> Ian Murphy had looked appeared he had one under his long sleeve shirt, so he's dipping mm. his toes. He's experimenting, so I appreciate that. Next year he'll be rainbow colored hair he'll be going full force for it so i I think it's it is worth pointing out in this space that the fact that the club is celebrating a pride night represents so much of a step forward from where (laughs) things were when this club played its first couple seasons where i think i don't know if it was year one or year two they didn't have a pride night in usl they had an equality night Equality that was, night. That yep. was, and the description on like the, you know, you like look at the promotions list and it has like a one line description of whatever's going on there. It was a quality night and it was something like celebrating the equalness of all persons <laughs> <laughs> around the world. All, all, all love, all love matters. <laughs> but it was just like, man, you were trying real hard to not say anything even remotely offensive to the 
Christian conservative that owns this team. <laughs> your banner says it? Lindner Pride right behind you, though. So I don't know what you're talking about. I've been celebrating <laughs> since U.S. Days. Dang, Pride, it's right day. there. The uh, was it last year? And I understand that there was more to this, but like Pride Night wasn't in June as well. And I think it was due to some weird scheduling stuff. But last year it was in June, right? So then maybe two years ago or something. I don't remember. There was there was a situation where I think the Pride COVID Night year was weirdly not, year, yeah. yeah, not then. Um, <clears throat> do we have to talk about this game? Should we get into this game? Ugh. Yeah, let's talk let's about how good Marco Angulo was. <laughs> I want to yell at Chief too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's probably worth talking about here. Let me let me set this up real fast. Go ahead. The uh, the the game starts off slow. If you go back and watch the uh, the official highlights package on Apple, um, it it shows you the starting lineups, the kickoff, and then cuts to thirty six minutes into the game. There is not much happening for the first few minutes there. So I Looked do like think shit too. Yeah, it was. FCC was like on the ball most of the time. I think they had racked up 60, 65% possession. They had all of the shots, everything. Corners were, I don't even think Chicago won a corner in that first half hour. You would have rather been FCC than Chicago up to that point, but it was just the end product wasn't there. It was very disjointed. It was a very sloppy looking very game non, of soccer. Very non-threatening, much like a quality night, very non-threatening, <laughs> but there wasn't a lot. Like none of the possessions seemed like it was going to produce a goal yeah. or seemed like it was going to produce anything that was remotely dangerous. And um, yeah, just a lot of side to side and a lot of backwards play, a lot of negative play. Yeah. So let's take this moment then, since there isn't much of the game to talk about, to talk about Marco Angulo. I thought he did fine. I know Grayson thought he did pretty good. Chief, you had a different take here. Well, it Defend wasn't yourself. just it wasn't just me. I found this headline in uh, in SoccerAmerica.com. Sometimes you got to go backwards to go forwards, man. Marco Angulo shares new outlook on life after buying a Lincoln and listening to Matthew McConaughey audiobook. <laughs> Here's my problem with Angulo: is he's young, he's getting better, he has a role on this team in late game substitutions where you're protecting a lead and you do not need to advance the ball, move the ball forward and get into attacking positions because every time he tried to move the ball forward, it was awful. Like passes that were easily intercepted, passes played to the wrong side of a runner so that there was nothing they could do about it because they had to switch which direction they were running to try and receive the ball. And then there was nothing to do but pass the ball back and end an attack. The best balls Angulo was playing were when he was passing side to side or when he was passing backwards. Just it does not work for him. He does not have the field vision to play if they're asking him to be part of an attacking mindset or moving the ball forward to score goals. It just isn't there. And so, look, I don't think he's a bad player. He's young. He's improving. He needs minutes to get better. My take on Angulo was he did not have a good game in terms of his overall team contribution. And if they wanted to win this game, which I think they did, they needed to get him off the field because he was offering nothing that was going to produce a goal in this game. Um, and that's even judging him by the standards of Junior Moreno, the player he was occupying the space of in this game. Moreno can at least give you something moving the ball forward. Angulo was actively poor every time he tried to push the ball forward. Grayson, your rebuttal. 
Um, I mean, I don't know how many passes were were intercepted because he was forty one for forty five on passes per per Fatma. That's ninety one percent accurate. That if you take out um, Celentano, who um, I think only attempted seventeen passes, and then there was one other player, uh, Pinto, who only attempted one pass. Um, Angulo was second behind Matt Miazga in, you know, accurate passes for the team. Um, he was three, three out of four on successful dribbles. He had four passes into the final third. He was one out of one on accurate long balls, one out of one on tackles, one, one interception, two recoveries, four out of seven on ground duels, one. And like overall, his fought mob rating was 7.1. Um, and, you know, I wasn't, you know, I kind of had a general sense that he looked pretty good just to my eyes watching the game. And um, I felt like the criticism of him was he took a bad shot. And then people are like, he needs to stop killing our possessions by taking bad shots. And like it was like he took one bad shot and that stood out in people's minds, you know, or he played like one bad pass. And that stood out in people's minds. How um, many of those? How many of those forty-one passes were sideways or backwards, though? I'm not looking at the pass map, but I'll say <laughs> it's probably, probably probably most of them. Most of his most common passing lane was back to Miazga. The second most common lane was to Luciano Costa, and the third most was to Barriel. He had five passes to Powell and nine passes to Mosquera. It looks like between uh, Wobodo and Barial and Acosta, that's where most of his passes went. And frankly, you know, Acosta and Barial are where you'd expect his passes to be going. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how they play. To Chief's point, I do think, I mean... You want to see him making more progress. And I, I completely agree. I thought he had a good game. But and and I think we all said we'll we'll look past the first year even, but came in on a pretty good, pretty good price tag. You know, fringe Ecuadorian national teamer. Uh, maybe want him to stand out a little more than uh not missing much or you know not as big of a downgrade as it could be from junior marini you'd, you'd maybe be hoping for more i think i said at the beginning of the season a question i posed to pat brennan was would he beat out junior moreno for his starting job at the end of the year and i would not bet on that right now so there were early games this season where the game looked simply too fast for him. Yeah. You know, and um, my my sense coming out of yesterday's game was that that was not the case. I mean, I agree that he was not slicing and dicing people, but it felt like he was up to the pace of the game uh, more so than he had been early on. And I thought he showed a lot of improvement and was, you know, not a certainly not detrimental and probably contributed in a positive way to, you know, FC Cincinnati dominating possession for the first, you know, while he was in the game, which is what, 60 minutes. Yeah. Yes. He comes out exactly at an hour. Sure. 
they had decent, they possessed the ball. They looked completely unthreatening the entire time he was on the field. And as soon as the, the next shift came in, everything changed. The team immediately looked threatening, immediately looked to score goals. Now, part of but that. But you don't think that that's part, because Kuba was playing at the 10 there's a and part was of it not is, doing a, a good part, job? A part of it is Kubo at the 10. I was about to say, part of it is the fact that Lucho Acosta moves back into his normal position as soon as they put Vasquez and Baji on the field. But look, you can look at the FOT mob numbers however you want. You can look at the passing numbers however you want. He does not play like FOT mob. It's a binary thing. Did he complete the pass? There's a yes or there's a no. But that's almost like watching an NFL game and saying, did he complete the pass? Yes or a no. And there's a difference between the pass where somebody has to reach behind their body, makes the completion and immediately gets tackled versus the throw that gets someone forward. And they can run for a first down or they can run for a touchdown. He does not pass a good ball right now. Still, he does not weight his passes well. The passes he was making, we, he did another couple of them in this game where they were slow. They didn't have the proper pace on them to advance possession. And what ends up happening is he gets the ball forward, but the ball isn't in a good position for the attacker, and the attack dies at that point and has to go backwards. And look, I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's an improving player. He's an asset that's going to require a full year, I think, to really see full value out of. Just mm -hmm. in this game, they were not going to score a goal with Marco Angulo on the field. They just weren't going to do it. Jonah, Marco Angulo thoughts? <laughs> uh, I'm probably in the middle. I'm a big fan because of his hair, but I'm not sure exactly like if you tried how to describe him as a player, you wouldn't really be able to. Like, at least Malik Pinto, I think I kind of have an idea. Junior Moreno, I kind of have an idea. Lucho, we obviously know. But when you, like, think of Angelo, the positives is when he's just, like, part of the machine and he's not really being noticed. Like, but he's not really yeah. winning a lot of balls. He's not really starting breaks. So he's just kind of, like, what I imagine, like, if I was... Like when you imagine like, how could I, could I get, could I play in a game? Obviously we couldn't play in a game, but I'd like be doing what Angelo is doing right now. Like that would be my game if I didn't want to be noticed. And uh, to Chief's point, there was a, there was a guy next to me unprompted. We're not talking about Angelo. He's like, oh my God, he looks, he's so terrified. Cause there was, there was one particular moment in the first half where like he had a chance, he's near midfield to play a ball forward. He's facing that way and he just turned around completely and passed it backwards. And like there were just groans across my section and like things like that. Not so much the shot. I'm happy he took a shot. It was a terrible shot, but I didn't like I was like, I'm fine with him taking bad shots. That means he's trying to do stuff. <laughs> but when you turn around or like he nearly loses the ball and kind of like he's very lanky, he keeps it. But then he has to immediately pass it back. You know, yeah. so he doesn't lose possession, but he loses possession for himself. So but I did think this was probably his least like groan inducing game. He had that open cup game a few weeks ago, the last home one where it was like, Jesus Christ, this is the open cup. This is your <laughs> chance and you're not taking a chance. But I think, yeah, the more he plays, the better. And actually, I don't know if you guys saw this, but they did make a movie about Noonan scheduling a place and time for Angulo to pick something up for him Tuesday. It's called Shanghai noon. <laughs> so even he's right. <laughs> it's like you got it, Skip. And I did see him in mascara walking down. I show you. I show you guys the pictures walking down. I forget what street. What street did the Scientology used to be on? Fourth Street building. That's what I think. Yeah. So him in um, pregame, him and 
mascara walking down with some Starbucks. I didn't get a chance to run out but and pound the rock, but they looked I'm glad they're buddies. If you want to be friends with anyone, be friends with Yerson because he's a I man do, of I do want to clarify that I answered that question very quickly. I am not a Scientologist. I've never been associated with Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know Scientology Just to be <laughs> quote unquote clear. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. That's the last thing this podcast needs is riling up the Church of Scientology. <laughs> Maybe it's the first oh, thing it needs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. There's a, rumor going around, there's a rumor going around Hulk Hogan is now a Scientologist. So that's kind of big news in the Scientology community. What? Interesting. Is I he living in Florida? Where's Brother, <laughs> make sure you say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and use your E-meter. <laughs> oh, there's one there's one podcast that I can see being Scientologist. I won't say who it is, but like there's we all know who this Scientology podcast would be. Uh Anglo, we still love you. So definitely he's a must start Tuesday. That's all. <laughs> yes. Um that's all I have until the hour mark. I mean, there was uh Cubo a got a card. good connection on the corner that oh, was blocked, true. but that would have been that would have been pretty that sweet. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was it good was really the, good uh, contact. It was a good corner. Just didn't get through. Yeah. That was good. And uh Ordonez had I guess we'll call it a whiff. I think it was a fairly tricky shot, but had had a kind of a point blank shot that he had to whip his entire body around to pull off that that he just sent just wide. But and scored. like with all these guys, with Ordonez, with Angulo, with everyone that started that was on the rotation list, like look, you gave people a night off, you rested legs, we won the game. Like every criticism. Yeah that I have of anyone that was playing in this game, it, it, is, it, is, it is through that lens of that you did exactly what you were supposed to do. You went out there, you gave us a shift, and you got the game to zeros, uh, to the second half at 0-0 zero, zero, so that the shift change could come in and they could win this game. That's an absolute win. Everybody did their job from that respect. Yeah, absolutely. No then, shots on goal either. Watch the highlight video. <laughs> like they, Chicago had nothing, zero, anything. So I yeah. think that that's like a good takeaway for the whole game. Not that we're like at the end of the game yet, but it Noon, feels like it. Noonan talks about <laughs> Noonan talks about you know four. If you if you rotate four more players, it's very unlikely that you're going to win the game. Hmm. There were five differences, I believe, between the Wednesday lineup. Um, and that's including obviously Obi coming back uh, from his yellow card suspension. I see. I but see. they, um, you know, they rotated a lot of players out. Still kept like sixty percent of the ball all game. Chicago did nothing. Chicago tried to do nothing, despite the fact that <laughs> FC Cincinnati rotated so heavily, and they came out with a win. And they got a lot of really good players who were fresh for Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, in exactly that point, it's at the 60-minute mark that Junior Moreno, Brandon Vasquez, Dominic Baji all sub in. It was very much a hockey uh, line change there, and it was nice to see the A-team out there. And suddenly, you know, despite Vasquez and Baji not scoring, but suddenly the attack looked very dangerous. Lucha's in his natural position there, just patrolling the entire field, and Everything is much more dangerous. Um, I will say, though, Vasquez, Vasquez's performance, this is one of his worst performances. He had some rough moments, I think, in this game. I don't know if anybody disagrees with that or, or thinks I'm it maybe does, being too harsh. It, but It doesn't matter. Like, he came in as a sub. 
it's yeah. you know he's a guy where he's a position and feel and flow guy he's kind of the bruce lee of strikers where you just got to move like water a little bit and i don't know that coming in off the bench really suits his game well he got a night off it was a night off for him yeah. he got a mental rest if he was just going through the motions in the second half and never really got in the flow of the game it's worth it if he can play all 90 minutes against pittsburgh on tuesday i'll take that i'll take that all uh, 120 <laughs> oh, God. Don't you know it's kiss. coming yeah. we never get out of these things easy <laughs> there was and, a uh, there was a big moment after the um after the hockey line change or around that time period and there was a uh, a headline i found about it in the uh famous idaho potato we just don't like the letter y pro officials explain why certain players on FC Cincinnati are exponentially less likely to draw a card. <laughs> Kubo Kubo was hacked down. Yersa Mosquera, a two-handed shove uh, in the corner. This this really set the game off. Uh, Shakiri ended up getting a yellow card for screaming at a ref, I think, about uh, <laughs> the other guy shoving Mosquera. I don't think he did the shoving. Did he do the shoving? Did who? Shakiri. Uh, no, it was, it was Haley Selassie. Okay. That That's did who the, it was. Whose name is always going to be. I'm never going to forget that guy's name. <laughs> but uh, founder of Rastafarianism, if anybody was curious there. It's <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, that was something in the MLS recap show. The old guy um, who. Shep Messing. <laughs> yeah. He's so annoying. He was he, compl- he was complaining in that moment about mascara embellishing oh my god it's like he got two he got two handed shoved (laughs) even if you so that's this is like the the issue with a lot of soccer fouls is if he just takes that right so let's say he he completely stands his ground there is no discipline that will ever happen to holly selassie there but if he goes down whether you know with an embellishment or not He's more likely to get the proper discipline to the guy who shoved him by doing that. So if you you don't get rewarded for staying on your feet, basically, and this counts for, you know, strikers getting fouled in the box and, yeah, getting head butted or, you know, forehead to forehead contact or being shoved with two hands. You have to play it up because the ref and the assistant ref. They won't see it otherwise. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter like how annoying he found (laughs) mascara in that moment because the they were in the corner. The assistant ref was looking right at them. Right. Did not call a foul on mascara. Haley Selassie was frustrated, turned around. It's a dead ball. Yes. And he two hand shoves him to the ground like that's that's that feels like it should be an automatic yellow card. Every single time it happens. But and he did not get a yellow for that. I, I think there's a strong argument for it being a red, violent conduct, you know, not even related to the game. Um there's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like the shoving happens too often for it to be a red. And you save reds for like Headbutts. Headbutts, but <laughs> not every not every headbutt <laughs> cleats to the calf. Hashtag but, uh, not all headbutts. Yes, yeah, I mean, sure I, I, I couldn't love you some more. And everybody knows mascara bleeds for this team. But Kevin, did you know? Few know how far that really goes. Well, they made a movie about how his tidy whities look after he partially shits himself. It's called 
Blue streak. Folks, <laughs> this guy <laughs> truly bleeds for this team. Any, I don't know what's going on. orange and blue. When you shit orange and blue, that shows a true commitment. When, your, sk- when your skid marks are team color, Call rainbow skid marks. <laughs> yeah. Or you, you've got FCC on the brain. <laughs> Carry on. Sorry, I really put a speed bump on this old... There's <laughs> more no, of that game no, from, no. folks. <laughs> no, I... Uh, we used I to love, do this... I couldn't love Mascara more. No, that's... <sighs> any, you're never going to put a speed bump on anything when you talk about the love of yours and Mascara. <laughs> He is one like he's just so good. And the the bullshitting that happens away from the play is just icing on the cake. Like if he was just the player, you know, we're only looking at him, at his play on the field. Incredible. And then you add in the embellishments, the getting in fights, the uh, everything else that he's doing out there. I mean, perfect player in a lot of ways. It's a, it's in, a damn uh, shame. Add in how much Noonan doesn't like it as well. <laughs> oh, there's that. <laughs> it's very, it's very funny. I, I have to assume that Mascara is just a total shithead on the field too. That he's saying some fucked up shit. That he's taking every opportunity to, in, in, in a little bit of extra contact when running. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe a little bit of active hands, a honk here and there. Just because the number of people <laughs> that seem to end games really mad at him, it's. The list is starting to grow quickly. Like this is the second straight game where he's instigated a fight of some sort and then found himself on the ground. There's a non-zero I, chance this is Matt Miazga's fault too. He's <laughs> it's taught him all the right things. Yeah. It's like Palpatine whispering to Anakin, like, let me tell you about the things you can't learn from the Jedi, young boy. <laughs> a little bit before this, Miazga, I I guess they, they called a corner kick dead while the ball was in the air, which is real stupid. And, and Miazga got a yellow uh for kicking the ball that landed at him away. And um I, I don't know, there was a moment later where he was like talking to Kai Kamara and I could only imagine that they were just commiserating about how awful the refs are but then also how awful Miazga has to be like I got the sense that he was like hey man like I gotta be a shithead to you and Kamara's like I get it but I'm gonna be a shithead to you too (laughs) and it was really nice it was a really nice moment between a couple of pros pros there did he was I could be conflating my games there was a pretty hard foul on like right between the benches yeah, that's game. what it was. Was that Miazga yes. again? It was someone on a yellow already. I it, don't was know. it was Miazga shoving that Kamara. Was, that's what I was thinking. That of, was shoving pretty, Kamara out of bounds. <laughs> Kamara just like could not believe it. And like that's a first yellow, a hundred percent. Like yeah, if Kamara, he's not Kamara on a yellow, out, yeah, he took out like the video boards that were right by the uh, yes. the camera well. <laughs> yeah, the second yellow is the is quite an unattainable thing. <laughs> it seems because that's a first yellow every day. It's funny. You need to get like. 120% of a yellow card to get the second yellow. Like, you really got to earn it. And I feel like for the guy like Miazga, it might free you up a little bit. Like, you can go way harder into tackles now because you know the ref doesn't have the guts to send you off, especially, you know, <laughs> mid-game. So <laughs> there may be something to this. I will say, Yerson is, it sounds dumb, but he's at a premier league, like he's a top four league level shithouser. Like he's so he's very (laughs) young, but he has like all the tricks, all the tricks. He's got them all down. I think the only thing, but I mean, you could say this Miaska doesn't have this either. And he's a veteran is 
he gets too mad at the ref. Like he's going to be getting a lot of those same yellows for like freaking out about a call or throwing the ball away. But I guess you yeah. can't have one without the other. But everything else, like literally, like he's ready for the Champions League in that respect. Maybe like <laughs> his positioning or something isn't quite world class. I mean, it is. But like, I'm just saying the only. Yeah, he's got all that down and it is truly an art. And he's a where, he, where he really goes to like, you know, takes the you know, they always say that like the real elite student separates themselves from like the B plus to the A grade. That's the difference between people that are really smart and or really good at school and not good at school where he's really good at school is it's the little things that matter and it's the just the amount of extra time he always seems to spend when he is knocked to the ground like he is always <laughs> looking for that extra 30 to 45 seconds of time on the ground not yep. necessarily long enough to get the physios on or the doctors on where he has to go off he's got that elite sixth sense of how long can i roll around and be hurt and still get up and continue onward with the match without having to come out it's just it's brilliant i love everything about it Jonah, to your point, I don't remember if it was this game or against New York City, uh, but he did one of those. He was fouled. He's on the ground and immediately grabs the ball, kind of like yeah, forcing the ref's hand to blow it. Otherwise, it's a foul it's a, or a handball. Yeah, yeah, pretty egregious. And it was a pretty good breakaway. And again, I, I, I'm confusing which game it was, but he, he absolutely saved a breakaway by just straight up grabbing a ball on the ground with his hands. And that was great. That was a big uh, Eden Hazard move back in the day when he was playing for Chelsea. When he get his heels clipped or whatever, he would go to ground and to force the call, he would immediately start hugging the ball like he had yep. just like picked it up off the ground. And <laughs> At least once a game. I loved it each time. Absolutely. You're glad that this guy's on our team, right? Um, <laughs> and then we get to the goal. Uh, Lucho Acosta, the assist from Arias. Uh, if you haven't seen it, why are you listening to this podcast? Uh, it is almost a shot-for-shot recreation, a, a, a frame-by-frame recreation of both Lucho's game-saving goal against Chicago earlier this year and the famous Lucharu goal, Wayne Rooney, to, to Lucho. It is a damn near half-field volley coming from one side of the field off to the to the other into the box lucha takes the ball down and this time not a header uh he takes the ball down with one touch and nutmegs the center back <laughs> and slots it into the goal which i have to appreciate and uh somebody pointed this out on the discord I, I don't have it in front of me um he said uh, in some post-game comments that once he got the ball, it was easy for him because he was immediately one-on-one -on -one with the keeper. And I love that in Lucho's mind, the nutmeg is a given. The center back is already out of the equation, and he is shooting on goal. It is 1v1. Go back and watch that. It is 2v1, and he scores this goal. Fantastic moment. I imagine there were some headlines about this. Yeah, there was one in Broadway okay. World. I'm not sure it was. I'm not, I'm not sure this one was very good. <laughs> Santiago Arias found Prince Alucho Acosta one jump ahead of the defense, who laid in the ball with a boot pass to grabbing goalkeeper, granting fans wishes and taking the FC to a whole new world in the standings. 
I really love it's that I don't I get, get behind, yeah. most of yours, and the one for children is the one I absolutely get. So <laughs> I feel good about my my I musical mean, theater knowledge. <laughs> if, you, if you'd if you'd have read a little further in Broadway world, they talk about it involving <laughs> another children's play. Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> Lucho Acosta basks in the adoration of the Bailey as FCC fans proclaim him the Lion King. Can't believe there were two Disney ninety movies headlines. Well, you gotta you gotta take a stand now that DeSantis has declared. You gotta pick a side. You're either with the mega corporations or you're against the with the other guy. Yeah. I guess. Oh man, a hell of a goal! That was that was. Uh, amazing. I uh, came out after the game. That was the fourth latest game winner in FCC MLS history. I don't know if anybody's combed the uh, the the USL history for that one. Minnesota's got to be the latest in MLS, right? It is. Yeah. It's ninety plus, plus three. I want to say, yeah, something like that. Way late. But that uh, could be like my red stat. Like this is the first time uh, FCC and the Reds won on the same day. Like I'm not going to fact check it. I'm like, yep, that feels right. Fourth yep. latest for sure. Like you could make it up. <laughs> but uh, I'm just going to take your word for it, buddy. It's great stat. <laughs> it's oh, um, yeah. it, it's what's funny about it is it's just that on a game like this on a long enough timeline, eventually talent tends to win out, and this yeah. was very much a moment where. Yeah, we signed the guy that was playing for what, like Atletico as recently as a couple seasons ago. Yeah. And he hasn't been great so far this year. But you know that that talent is still there somewhere to do something like that. And so he drops a dime on Lucho, who, again, doesn't even see the defender. He is already pre nutmegged before that (laughs) ball even lands at Lucho's feet. (laughs) And he nutmegs the dude, fires it ba- past the reserve keeper, Spencer Ritchie, RIP in peace on that one. And yeah, that is just superior talent in that moment, deciding that we are not going to lose this game. And that's fucking cool because that has never been the case in the history of this team before. <laughs> I I tweeted immediately after that goal, this team is inevitable. And that's exactly what this felt like. It was we were dominating the game again, even up into the goal. You would have rather been us than them in this one. And he just knew that at some point they were going to be forced to make either an insane, you know, match winning save where we were going to win this game. It was just going to happen. And yeah, man, like this team is too talented. Our backup right back was a, you know, a standout in La Liga for years. And to that point, I mean, Arias looked pretty good this game. Obviously, that that pass, you know, it, it sticks out, but I thought he was pretty good in this one. He's slowly but surely adding more minutes each game that he's been playing. I, he's not going to be starting. Well, I say that he might actually start on Tuesday. Um, I wouldn't expect him to be the regular starter, but he is he's coming back. He's playing more regularly. and. If he is healthy by the time we hit playoffs, shit, man! <laughs> like this, this team is gonna is gonna be doing great things. So. We, we talked about this with Arias, where yeah, right back is a spot where you can have a guy who they have enough depth at right back that yeah. they don't need Arias to be healthy all the time, and they can manage his minutes and they can be conservative with him. But yeah, if he gets to a point where he's 
fresh in a rhythm and healthy, he's a big time floor and ceiling raiser for for FC Cincinnati and being able to get a pass like that out of the right back position and then knowing what you can get from Aria uh, from Alvaro on the on the left back position like that's that's going to be really tough for teams to deal with deadly absolutely deadly um and then yeah immediately after the goal uh Acosta gets his break he gets to take what was like five minutes off in this game well done well earned and uh Malik Pinto comes into the game I did wonder if the goal hadn't come would the substitution still have come no like I I wouldn't think so right like I figured Pinto would come in for one of the center backs if they hadn't and they might just try to throw numbers forward but the the interesting thing about that is if you read the reporting that's going on both Pat and Laurel have both been pretty consistent on this, that Lucho is telling Noonan he's good. Like they're, they're <laughs> and I mean, I don't ever expect him to say he's not good, but right. like, <laughs> he's very much calling his own number at this point and saying, I'm ready to play. And I guess that works right up until it doesn't. But I just, I don't expect Lucho to come out of many of these games in these situations. And yeah, this was probably one where, he stays in the full 90 plus stoppage time if they, they're trailing or if they're if it's still tied up. Because as we learned in the last Chicago game, Lucho can make something happen at any moment and at any time. And if they hadn't scored there, it could have been two minutes later with him. It's just you don't know what you're going to get and you don't know when you're going to get it. But this year, it's usually been good. You know, Lucho's the, the more Lucho gets out there answering questions from the media taking interviews with the athletic. It seems impossible, but like the more likable he becomes because he is always like saying like funny stuff, right? Like yes. it started, you go all the way back to, you know, him and his little tricks and his nutmegs with, with stack, but the, like sometimes I'm the villain, sometimes I'm not. And, you know, they asked him about rotation last night and he said, if, if he had to play 90 minutes tomorrow, meaning the next day after the game, he would do it, which is just his, his attitude. I guess, which Club is crazy. Legend. Like, how, do, how, do, how does his little legs have so much energy? <laughs> he knows how, he knows how to catch little cat naps. Yeah, you know he's, he That's knows true. how to. He's not. He's running, efficient. He's not. He's not Barry all out there. Right. It's Who also the, had uh, one that uh, ripped into the side netting that fooled about a, a quarter of the stadium. Yes, I, don't know, yes. I was like, ah, oh, you poor bastards! And like ten seconds later, like, why is no one else? With <laughs> us? Those always hurt. But back to Lucho, Kevin. Sorry. No, no. I was I was gonna ask you uh, since I've I've treated you as the keeper of this, uh, even though it is impossible. Where does this goal rank on the best MLS goals for FCC? I feel like we've had a couple of these, but this is a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that like you, we put like stakes on these games as if there's really a difference. Like, Oh, Eastern conference team, we beat that. But like, it didn't, yeah. you know, it's not, it doesn't feel like um, even who is the old, who's our old fullback from before, from the other year who had the fucking rip against uh, Columbus before we, Oh, what's that guy's name? Castillo. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's like those games are like, like those, like they feel more impactful. But like, yeah, if you think about it and then you watch it back, you're like, and it felt, you're talking about inevitable because I'm on, I'm very close to like where Lucho was receiving the ball. Like that's Mm -hmm. where my section is. 
and he was he could have taken that ball three seconds early. Like people were screaming like Lucho because he's running free down <laughs> the left and like up in the air. Yeah, like you can Moss see down the and you can see Arius kind of like going and like looks up, put his head back down, then like look like double takes, looks up again, and then sails like that perfect pass. But like when you saw it in the air, there's nobody else. Actually, I mean Barrios kind of getting to the place where you think he would take that ball down pretty nice and do something with it but like you know Vasquez is streaking onto that you don't have all the confidence but like you could feel everybody could kind of feel what was happening and that's what makes it so special is because he did exactly what we thought he would do amazing first touch the guy in front of him like you said he didn't even count him but honestly it helps (laughs) his shot like you got a guy between you and Spencer. Yeah. It makes it that's that's better for him, honestly. And I didn't even realize it was a nutmeg on that guy. But you knew the the guy had zero chance one on one. Um and so and him going near posts, of mm. course, brilliant. Just brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and like you wanna you almost wanna say like you see Spencer kinda get a hand on it, you're like, Oh, maybe you should have gotten that like no, he's got the full a whole far post to aim for. Spencer has to get ready for that and Lucho knows that and just fucking puts it perfectly. So, I mean, yeah, let's call it top 10. We're just throwing everything in there. I mean, if you go through all of them (laughs) late in the game, like fourth latest, which is hard to believe until you remember that we used to not ever win games. So, I mean, yeah, that's not unreasonable. We've never even pulled them back late where it was like, oh, like we're going to get back into this game. That never happened. happened. (laughs) No, never. We had so many draws, too. Last, yeah. Was that just last year where we were like draw city, right? Yeah. We drew like 10 games in a row. And like at the end, we're like, we think we can will this team to get that late goal. Never. Just would never, ever happen. And now for some reason, it you know, it's we are inevitable. You're right about that. Uh, it is. It is very nice. We got to figure out a way to get Lucho's uh uh, the dome of the Capitol tattoo on the back of his neck. We got to find a, a Cincinnati landmark. We could convince him to, to slightly Genius alter water, it too. Just like put yeah. it on top of that. <laughs> on his cheek, like Gucci Mane. Like, no, 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 this is, a, this is a good idea. But actually, before I forget, they did make a movie about Spencer Ritchie getting arrested for his slow goal kicks. I, mm. I bet uh, Chief loves this one. It's called Time Cop. <laughs> but that's the second game in a row that we've played him where he's like, I'm going to just drain this game starting from minute one and I'm going to take the <laughs> slowest goal kicks. I'm like, Spencer, God damn it. I understand it, but fuck you, man. If they, if they ever put a pitch clock in MLS games for keepers that have the ball, it will be because of Spencer Ritchie. The man is a human fucking rain delay <laughs> when it comes to restarting play. Uh, Joni, you mentioned uh, last year we drew every game. That is true. Um, I was all, just looking this all 34 up. 34 of them. Just about, actually, in the back half of that season. Uh, We had nine wins on the season last year. It was a very successful season. We made the playoffs. We were kind of pushing for a home playoff game in the last week of the season. We have nine wins at home this year. And we are not even halfway. I know. That's the reveal, (laughs) too. So how many draws? Give us the number. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven draws. It's pretty good. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't, no, no, no. That we, doesn't no, add up, not, man. That's not right, man. We you won gotta, 12 games you got to do your math again. What? Yeah, we what? won 12 games last year. God damn it. You know what happened here? This is what Nine happened. losses. Nine losses, 12, draw, 12 wins, 13 draws. Yeah, that was that's fake fucking news, man. That's, that's this no is, way. This we should have let happened. it slide. Cut, cut Chief out, okay? Just no, say I'm, anger I'm the keeping, masses. 
Yeah. No, the uh, the chart I'm looking at on Wikipedia apparently scrolls to the right, and I was only looking at the first 28 games of the season, <laughs> and I had no idea that it scrolled to the right. It should be illegal, Wikipedia. Come on. Well, there you go. Well, hey, we are sneaking up then on our win total of last year. <laughs> yeah, we home alone. Do we not have it? No, we have it, I think, yeah. uh, overall. I just met just at home, home yeah, yeah. alone. Oh, oh, yeah, we've, okay. we've almost matched it there. Uh, home which alone. Is why they made I, a movie about it. <laughs> they made a movie about it. <laughs> uh, we are also getting very close to uh, points points that we would need so that we could just take the rest of the season off and still make the playoffs. So, <laughs> What if we did that? We're resting the guys the last 13 games. Um, <laughs> we've got a lot of big playoff games coming up. Sign a big DP player. He doesn't play until the playoffs. <laughs> or like you, qual- you, you have enough points that you clinch a playoff spot by League's Cup, and it's like, we're going for this one, babe. <laughs> Everyone gets September off. I had a uh, a professor in college. It was uh, like a general science class, astronomy class, uh, where the total points that you could earn over the course of the class was known ahead of time. It was all on the syllabus. So once you achieved the score that you wanted for the class, you were done. And so you would just see people drop off once they hit a C, a B. <laughs> people just stop showing up, stop taking tests. Uh, it was pretty nice. You kind of got fi- to... You find, out your own. you find out real quick who doesn't want to go to grad school. That's exactly it. It was a choose your own adventure. And I said, hey, I get out of the final. I don't do any homework. You give me a B. This is a great deal. I'll make this deal with you. So <laughs> we'll just do that with the playoffs. You know, I got a we question. Get 40 points, please. I'm going to pose it to you, Kevin. Last year, Philadelphia, 12 home wins, five ties, zero losses. Can we match or beat would I don't know would you rather have the undefeated mm. or would you rather have more points at home meaning you know maybe we only have two ties one I, I I'm not going to attempt to do the math I'm an idiot but you know what I'm saying we yeah. could get more points than that at home but we'd have a loss there yeah I do like the idea of never losing at home that's very nice ever ever again <laughs> yeah ever again As- so you want the points or do you want the undefeated invincible home the invincible home is great don't get me wrong but if we break the points there like if we beat them on points and we i mean i assume at that point we're still doing pretty good on the road we got a (laughs) real shot at setting like the all-time point record so i think i would prefer that i'll take like two random home losses if it meant we break the all-time points record. 1.97 points per game for them last year we are um 2.44 you're at 2.44. So we're less than halfway through the season. And we're <laughs> more than halfway, like well more than halfway to the points record. That's insane. Like, so what if we the win points record? 73, I believe. Yeah. So if we win the next game, we'll be at 42. Yeah. Halfway through the season. That's 84. <laughs> With the expanded playoff field. With striker enforcements coming, we, you got to think we've already clenched playoffs. I know mathematically it isn't there, but like <laughs> 40, 40 points typically does it on an average MLS season, and now they've expanded it with the play-in game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Charlotte's in ninth with twenty-one points, so we're almost doubled them. Wow! There you go. That's incredible. With uh, our only just, loss coming to yeah. the Western Conference leaders. What, somehow 
What does our points per game look like if we just take out the St. Louis game? It just subtract both. Yeah, like I feel like we're then averaging like 2.8 points per game or something. Like it's it's insane. Um, is there anything else from this game? Oh, we should talk about this. We talked a lot about the pregame stuff, but didn't mention this. There was a lightning delay, which I was completely unaware of, or at least a lightning get out of your seats. I don't know if it was a delay. I think the game uh, went off at the when it was supposed to. Okay. Yeah, game started when it was supposed to, but the they didn't allow you into your seats um until about like I want to say 30 minutes prior to kick, maybe a little mm. earlier than that. Um I was there. I arrived at the stadium when they were holding people back in the concourses. And let me tell you, if there is ever a situation where they have to evacuate the stadium Oof. to the concourses because of a lightning delay, it's going to get interesting because it was already kind of dangerous with the number of people that were packed into the um, the concourse behind the barley. And that was with maybe 40 percent of the stadium capacity in at that moment, but more yeah. people arriving. It was not a good situation. And I hope I hope they have a better plan for that inevitability than they showed for this one right here. I don't know how hard it would be, but in a situation like that, they got to put at least part of the Bailey under the concourse. It's a giant empty space under the Bailey. I feel like that's the only safe place you could store a lot of people because those concourses were certainly not designed to have everybody on the concourses at the same time. They barely handle halftime traffic. So, yeah, bad, bad situation. That was like one of my... Yeah. OG complaints on KLR about how crazy the concourse was. It has gotten better over time. It's mm-hmm. still very crowded, but like the first, oh. when it was, everyone was first in the stadium, you know, there was like that picture. I don't know who took that. I don't know if it was Joseph Mamey, but like rough. You could, it was just a sea of humanity. And I always say like, if there was an emergency or God forbid, like some, like a, a popping sound, people, someone thought there was gunshots. This right. is true of most stadiums. It would be a disaster. <laughs> it's like I used to be walking through that crowd and I'd just be like, Hillsborough. I'd just like say it to myself. I'm just like always thinking. Like that's always my thought, like in a crowd. Like, you know, yeah. you've seen the 30 for 30, you have nightmares about that. And I don't know exactly what you could do about it. I have been on that, like when you go up the steps, they're like, why couldn't this, like, I know there's a lot that goes into it, but like if the stadium was like 20 feet, more towards right. central <laughs> like, right <laughs> well what a difference it would make our stadium is so much i, I like our stadium so much more than lower.com but i will say it's a little roomier out there in the concourse there's also less <laughs> there's less fucking people so that's easy too also but yeah uh, yeah but well, yeah it's one of those things you just gonna knock on wood and think hopefully it never it never comes to that hopefully. on a happier note for the pregame though before we wrap this matt boehner back hey. to do the stupid sword ceremony so it's another game in a row where we're honoring our USL past, and I I approve. And he I, he he was good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he 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 played not it GB, that was great. but good. Good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's got. All, that's. I think GB probably do. still has the sword. This is probably the second sword. <laughs> so I think GB probably checked his on the flight going home. So when we're in the U.S. Open Cup final, who do we want pulling? I mean, I know we've already kind of done this, but now we've got a specific game. We know we're going to the Open Cup final. I'll just, you know, I'll knock on wood, but it's 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 already written in the stars. It's gonna happen. Have they Let's, done Jimmy yet? 
I feel like, like Jimmy, you would have Jimmy's passe though. Jimmy's always around. Like Jimmy's yeah. not going to get a pop because Jimmy know. like is now a club employee. Yeah, he's just hanging out in Northern I mean, Road, getting other pictures for GB today. The right, <laughs> he's the regular true. guy now. The right answer for this, if not for his social media activity, <laughs> yes, would have been Mitch Hildebrandt, right? Yes, he's a, he's a club employee of yeah. St. Louis, though. Do you right. bring in? I mean, an no, employee? I mean, y- yeah, yeah, you absolutely bring Mitch in. I feel like he's got to be a real estate agent to bring him in. <laughs> if he's no, employed by like, St. Louis, I don't know. Yeah. Like you would, it, it, just because you're employed in the front office of another team, like, like if Babe Ruth was working for like, you know, the, <laughs> the St. Louis Cardinals, he wouldn't stop being a Yankees legend back in the day. Fair. You know, fair. you're still an FCC legend. Uh, I th- the one question I had about Boehner, though, is he probably had to agree to this ahead of time, right? He, the sword thing was scheduled at the same time as the semifinals of the soccer tournament yeah was did he throw the soccer tournament to make it back in time people are saying <laughs> he double booked himself which one which one was he banking on <laughs> it's a good question it's a good question i know well, he's not a u.s yeah. open cup guy but i mean ledesma is like the mm. the one that's kind of hanging out there and i know he wasn't part of that run but like I would just get, love to see him. In. That's a big hyped. game. Yeah. So either that or like first home playoff game, which is so also the, inevitable. The, the people that are lurking out there that for big games from FC Cincinnati's perspective, um, I think Sean Acoli would be someone that you could get some mileage out of. Sure. I think Harks. John Harks, if you get John Harks back oh, yeah. to do it, Harks would be big. Probably some blood, bad blood there. There's but probably yeah, some can... bad blood, but you know. Offer him a case of beer. He'll be here. <laughs> case of beer and some Taylor ham. It'll be all right. Um, sweet. I also do think that you, at some point, for the Open Cup, Alan Koch, he does seem to still love the FC a little bit, or at least craves the interaction and the likes he from would the do FCC it too. community. Oh, of course, he would, he would do it. He's loving some of the social media interaction he's getting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, banking off of you know the team's success, which I don't blame him. I mean, if yeah. we're hosting the Open Cup final, though, it'll be like Chad Johnson or depending on the schedules like Joey Votto or Joe Burrow. Like, so Austin Berry works for way. the team. He's a coach. and Just walk back over to the sidelines, um, right? He's the strength and conditioning still, coach. Is he still part of the team? Yeah, he's still like strength and conditioning coach or something. Yeah. At what point does Jeff Burden call his own number? <laughs> so I was thinking about this MLS Cup final. <laughs> he gives a speech, you can do it. Yeah. I was thinking about this though, because related to the Jeff Birding thing, does it make sense to have somebody on the on the field do it before the, oh, the Cup final? Like get Nick Hagland yeah. over there. I'm not oh, sure Lucho. Lucho could have left the sword. It's a small sword. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny, Lucha getting on like a little step ladder and lifting it up with both or, hands no, and Matt just like Miazga, dragging it down the field. Miazga oh. picks him up so that he can lift the sword up. <laughs> and then he rides on his back like Yoda over to the Bailey with the sword going <laughs> I like the idea of Barial and Lucho uh, do it. Lucho's on his shoulders, but they wear the long trench coat from the Little Rascals and try to act like Lucho's just one one average sized person walking out there. <laughs> Who would be the worst person to have do this for a game? I mean, probably birding. Alan Koch. <laughs> Carl Linder. Uh, Aiden Carl Quinn. 
Ron. Hey, remember Ron. I sailed the penalty uh, against the Chicago Fire. Wall fall for, for our USL originals. Yup, Stom. Ron Yans. Ron Yans. Mary Page. <laughs> Dave Flexner. <laughs> These are deep cuts. I apologize. You know what's funny? I I like this. We uh, I I got a note uh, from a listener. It said uh, you guys have steered away from some of the more inside jokes, and I feel like a Mary Page and Dave Flexner just just undid our credit there. So <laughs> Flexner what? was a big thing though. At the moment. Yeah. How many people know his name though? <laughs> that's true he was also a big klr fan i went back he, was, he replied to no. tons of our tweets with like suggestions and other people weren't replying if you guys that's... don't if you guys don't get an inside joke feel free to dm me well yeah. i'll explain it to you join the, yeah, discord. join the discord join the discord and ask we'll make you yeah. part of the we'll make you part of the inside this is not meant to be an exclusive group Yes, yes. I'm looking at uh, Ledesma's Wikipedia. Remember he had that sweet goal for Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is his only appearance for the <laughs> year. So I'm very curious what's going on. One appearance, one goal. He's not on their website. He's ready to pull the sword. Then my man has cleared his schedule, cleared his life. It was Yeah, he's ready. I think it was last year. Uh, we uh, he has word. six appearances for wow. per transfer market. You gotta, okay. scroll, right you gotta scroll to the right. <laughs> Wikipedia is deceiving these no, days. It's right there. It's right. But he is not on their website. According to Transfer Market, he's got six appearances. He okay, last that's... appeared May twenty first, and he was on the bench May twenty seventh. Wait, okay. I have the I have the right answer for this. The person who needs to pull the sword, finally making his FCC appearance, Clayton. Yes. <laughs> And if you don't get that reference, join the Discord and ask us, what do we mean by Clayton? Kai Kamara would be a funny one. Oh, Kai Kamara would be a funny one. <laughs> I, he'd do it, too. Like, I feel like yeah. he, would, he would get into it. He's a ham, for sure. Eric Alexander. Loka. <laughs> Loka. <laughs> I, I unironically would like that. I know. We I would all love would. Loka. And we don't even yeah. know why. Yeah. Like, he was so bad for us, but we just, like, we'd love it. But we understand. Well, it's like that. It's like, you yeah. sucked, but we get it. It's not your fault. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Harks would crush, I think. Yeah. People oh, would yeah. lose it for Harks. You would probably have to have birding on like the other side of the stadium, like away from him. Like it would have to be like a restraining order of some sort. You must be 500 feet away from John Harks at all times. You would kind of have to imply that if Harks gets a big enough response from the crowd, he gets one shot with the sword at birding. <laughs> I'm not going to say he gets the coach again. It's like, you hear that? They want me. The real Wait. answer to this question is Opie. Like Opie. we need Opie know, to the pull truth. the sword. That's what they shouldn't because this is how you get things like Opie, but like like a fan vote, like write in who you'd like to see. <laughs> and like, uh oh, oh shit. We could ruin <laughs> the numbers that. are pouring in. Oh my god, this is a disaster. Oh god. It's like when they're like, name this boat, and then like, you know, <laughs> yeah. The internet finds it and they're like, okay, we'll name this fucking boat for you. Nothing will ever top uh Mountain Dew 
putting out a public vote, a public website for the vote for naming a new apple flavored Mountain Dew. And uh, the Internet just absolutely ruined that one. They hacked the website. Everything was sexually explicit. The (laughs) top banner of the website was uh, thanking the Israeli secret police for doing 9-11. The number one answer was Hitler did nothing wrong. It was it was an absolute disaster for Pepsi doing that move. So, yeah. And even more awkward faces than that. that (laughs) I got 12 pack in my fridge. My favorite, though, was the second second option which was the first option of course hitler did nothing wrong the second option pepsi i got one more movie i don't know if you guys saw this oh, one please. also a good sword idea think about it in a minute they made a movie about watching the outline in the middle of deplon's shorts it's called dick tracy <laughs> i don't know I don't know. I like movies, guys. I'm a movie buff. <laughs> but obviously, selfishly, Deplon pulling a sword would be great. It would be good. Do we want anyone, like, we joked about Loka, but, like, from our total shit MLS years, like, is that a, you think that's a no-go for the team? Like, we only want to remind people. Otherwise, like, you know, like, in theory, someone like Kendall Waston, that would be, I would be okay with. Kendall Waston would be a good like one that. to, I think people would like it. Waston yeah, I think people good. would like a lot of their shit team players i mean vanderwerf just like loves going to loves mason so much like you can probably get him to come back would teton get a good i don't know how people feel about him i feel he like he's kind be of a okay. grump yeah i saw him in the concourse once i was like hey tt and he's like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also while we were talking about you were talking about depth at uh right back i was like man i wish moderita still played for this team He'd have some great moments with these guys, but I looked him up and he's, I, did you guys know he was playing in the Ukraine? Yep. Yeah. I thought he was, I thought he went back to Costa Rica. Am I thinking of, does Alan Cruz went back to Costa Rica? Or Alan Cruz is in Costa Rica doing like a boating company or something. He gave up on the sport actually, it turns out. I could tell. Moderita's thing, he went to, I'll mess up the team. I didn't know that. One of the two. Uh, yeah, that uh, was playing in the Champions League was the big thing. He wanted, he wanted some Champions And they League finished League. second in the Ukrainian Premier League, so they are going back to nice. Champions League next year. Nice. Yeah, Alan Cruz. Not doing that goddamn thing. He could, he could come pull the sword back, I guess. Yeah, he pulled <laughs> It started off great with him and then fizzled back, out real quick. Back heel, yeah. Greg Garza. Uh, <laughs> I was so pumped, was so pumped when Koch announced Greg Garza at the Super so Draft because he. he wasn't supposed to apparently. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah, that was that was the idea there. Yeah, uh, Alan Cruz that... worth one point two million on transfer market. So <laughs> sure, don't tell yeah. them their valuations are bad. <laughs> oh, you, you know who was on that twenty nineteen team that would play in this space and probably should do this at some point. The man's always free because he's always open. Justin Hoyt. Yeah. Justin Hoyt. I thought about that too. And he, he was in the Open Cup run. Yeah. Yeah. He, he tweets about us a lot too. He's does does he co-host? Yeah. No, I he's... Actually, I, I shouldn't have asked that as a question because I know for a fact that he co-hosts. No, you were, about, you were about to say, does he co-host? You bet he does. That was what you were about to say. <laughs> with uh, <laughs> your bet, your bottom dollar. With, with, co- he does. with uh, coach, uh, coach Goff. So he's very good in space. Your, 
Your worst is Franco Kovacevich. Kovacevich. <laughs> That's what if what if what if Frankie came back and he oh, thanked no. the fans <laughs> and you know, he lifted pulls, the sword. He lifts the sword and then he lifts his shirt up <laughs> like says, thank you, fans. style and it says thank you, Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie says thank you. This is the big shirt. It'll be perfect. <laughs> Oh god, is that the uh is is that enough about the Chicago Fire game that we've absolutely been talking about this whole time? <laughs> we it's, killed it off pretty well at the end, yeah. I thought. Yeah. Do two minutes on Pittsburgh and we can and we'll, we'll call it a podcast. Yeah, we'll do a um, Pittsburgh preview. Anyone here know anything about the Pittsburgh Riverhounds? Cool. Let's do this. <laughs> they don't have Russell anymore. That's right. all I know. <laughs> so they're dead to me. Yeah. They've run, they've won six in a row in all comps. No, we got to do the ad break Wait, first. Grayson. No, we got to. We got to. God damn it! A, come on. Yeah, the Opfest commercial first. I might yeah. actually put something here. We'll, we'll see how what? adventurous I get. All right, plumbers. Uh, so let's do that. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna finish this up part two. Uh, we'll preview the Open Cup match on Tuesday, and let's get out of here. Part two, I guess I'm going to call this. I don't know if I can figure out another part somewhere in there. Uh, the Open Cup is on Tuesday. We've forced uh, Jonah at gunpoint to stick around the oh, full episode. It. Yeah, you're in it now. Jonah, what are your thoughts going into this game? Big picture. Um, I'm going in expecting 120 minutes. So if we get out That's of there good. 90... Uh, win or lose, knock on wood. Uh, <laughs> just let me out of there in 90, guys. Someone, uh, who is it? Ali Khan, fall on the sword for me. Um, yeah, I think everyone kind of knows how the game's going to go. And as Chief would say, I, I'm assuming, but it doesn't always work like that. Uh, talent will prevail in the end. So, you know, just it doesn't have to be that entertaining. I'm excited. I'm finally like now that I'm looking at the bracket. Um, you can see it. You can see yeah. the you can see the finish yeah. line and like I think a cup final. Um hopefully not like in LA or something. I don't know how the final is set, like um how they choose that, but that would suck. But um God, can you imagine a final? Uh, any final like at TQL would be fucking amazing. So you start thinking about it. The other we beat Pittsburgh and then we get either Birmingham or Inter Miami. Those are two games you would like to think we would win. And so, yeah, you don't want to look too far ahead, but uh, yeah, let's take let's take care of business and let's really go for it. Grayson, I know that you've been scouting Pittsburgh heavily this past weekend. Did they rotate their lineup or did they play their starters? <laughs> I have I have no idea. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. They they beat Phoenix Rising. Oh, they okay. went for it. They yeah. have they've got six wins in a row in all competitions. I don't like okay. that. They're second in the Eastern Conference in USL. They've moved up a spot since I last checked in on them. Good, good. Um, that's that's so. I mean, maybe they maybe they also have a league that they're worried about. You know? Yeah, maybe they're they're going for the supporters' shield as well. Is yeah. it worth it for a USL team to win the league? Like, you gotta prioritize the Open Cup. I was so mad when Koch didn't. Like the winning USL Eastern Conference regular season title. Fuck out of here. Go go win the Open <laughs> Cup. <laughs> you kidding? If you don't win the Eastern Conference title, you don't get the we've got more winning to do speech. That's an iconic <laughs> moment in FCC history that we would have been denied. I can only imagine the dozens and dozens of Pittsburgh Riverhound fans that would love to hear that speech from 
the entity that owns the Pittsburgh <laughs> River Hounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. We, as we know, they are. <laughs> you know what I would love? I would love in this game. I would love, and we haven't done this yet. And it would it would just be a fun thing to check off the 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 list of accomplishments to show that we have truly ascended to a higher plane of existence. It's just beat the fuck out of some team we're better than. Like, I know. Ju- just like <laughs> score three or four goals and make it a laugher and everybody can have a good time. I know that's not going to happen. I know that if they win this game, that like the way the Riverhounds play the Lily Ball, I think it is. It's like yeah. you're only going to beat them one nil if you're going to beat them. Um, or you're going to beat them on penalties 1-1 in advance. But it would be so nice in one of these Open Cup games just to not sweat the result and just beat a team where at every position you're paying your guy more than the other team is paying their guy. That would be nice. It really it really would be. I, I will say Bob Lilly is the only thing I do know about the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Uh, I got one a, for you. Oh, please. Their owner's name is... Tuffy Schallenberger. He is Tuffy? Extremely Pittsburgh sounding. He owns Tuffy like what? Like five Eaton Park locations on the east side of Pittsburgh? Uh, Schallenberger Construction. Oh, there you go. Sorry. Yeah. He's mobbed up for sure. Tuffy, T U F F Y. Wow. Uh, carry on, though. No, Bob Lilly, a uh, sort of a lower division managerial expert, uh, even back in the day, was the manager of the Vancouver Whitecaps before they joined MLS. Uh, before that, he was with the Rochester Rhinos, which FCC fans will remember was very annoying to play against in 2016 and 2017, or maybe they were only around for the 2016 season, um, before taking over Pittsburgh. He's very good at this. His teams always do well. Uh, it's incredibly defensive, grinded out, win one nothing. Like that is his mo. That's kind of been FCC's mo, despite having oodles of attacking talent. And they've already beaten. Yes, heavily rotated, but they've already beaten two MLS sides going into this one. So definitely not a game you want to be rotating against. And. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, no. This is our like, best chance at a trophy. What what I'm really hoping for is I'm hoping for that New York Red Bulls game in the mm. 2017 Open Cup run that we had where we thought we had something. Then all of a sudden, Sasha <laughs> Kleshton and Bradley Wright Phillips are like, no, you don't. And that's kind <laughs> of what I'm hoping for here is that whatever else is going on, they don't have a Lucho Acosta. They don't play against people that have a Lucho Acosta. And let him have 90 minutes to cook and do his little tricks. Yeah, we have to assume Lucho is playing in this one. Grayson, you were looking at the uh, the FCC2 roster for for some hints as to what we might be seeing. We we getting a full A team lineup against Pittsburgh or or what do you think? I mean, it looks looks like that. Um Malik Pinto started for FCC2 even though he played yesterday. Um, Interesting. So that tells me he's probably not starting on Tuesday. Uh, Joey Apinonu played, uh, you know, started, I think, played the full game against uh, Philly 2. So combine that with our rotations. It does look like, by the way, Pittsburgh did some rotating this weekend. Mm. 
Haglund, well, now I'm nervous. Haglund's potential. Haglund is potentially able to come back this week. At, this week, it looked like just like reading between the lines and some of the reporting that Laurel was doing, that he is. They're moving him slowly, but that he is getting fit. So might not be surprised to see Haglund get some minutes back in this game. Yeah, Pal Pal was fine <clears throat> at center back, and if that's the plan again on Tuesday, I think they'll be all right. Um, depending on who else they, they want to bring back there as well. Um, but yeah, this this game, this is, if you're thinking back to uh, the 2017 Open Cup run, this was the game that everybody forgets in 2017, which is the Miami away leg of that run against the NASL side, uh, Miami. Miami. The game they had to replay because wasn't the first one delayed or canceled yeah. because of lightning and storms? Yeah, they brought they played it the the week after maybe I don't think it was the next day they they stretched it There's out maybe a, it was a the next very day. ultimate Karen fan of FCC who yes. went ape shit on Facebook. Carl Linder needs to do something for us fans. This just isn't right or something. I was like, he can't control the weather. I'm sure he prayed <laughs> for it, but this is not something he could really he control. It was a classic uh, moment. Pittsburgh does have it looks like the USL leading scorer. Albert, hey, I'm looking at. It. I, hey, Dequa? I was. What? It's Dickwa. Dickwa. Uh, no, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna give Kevin. I was gonna be so smart because I can use the internet and yeah. say I, I have a player to watch. Oh Tell us about him. Uh, his name's Albert Dickwa. Wow. Uh, and he's got nine goals. And anyone besides Grayson, who do you think's tied with him for the league lead in goals? Now I got a boner just thinking about it. Oh, it's Markinic. Markinic. Please. It's fucking oh. Russell Ciceroni, of course. <laughs> Give this guy a Damn. fucking MLS chance. Put him on our MLS next team. All he does oh. is score goals wherever he's been. He looks threatening when he's playing for FCC USL. And we're like, nah. And then everywhere he goes, he's he's just grinding away. And before you know it, he's going to be like 32 and be like, fuck, I guess I'm going to win the soccer tournament seven on seven. You know, that's like the future. <laughs> Obviously, he's going to be the MVP of that. But like... It's a fucking shame, honestly, that Russell didn't get like some chance with someone like FCC wasn't his big break. But shout out to Russell. But yeah, Albert Dickwa leading um Damn. leading in uh, goals. So he's gonna be the guy. He's gonna be the target man. We're gonna be watching all, all Al game Dickwad. long. Yeah. Yeah, he Al didn't Dickwad. play last weekend against Phoenix. Oh he scored against Columbus. Oh shit. He's uh he looks he's got an intimidating face. He's looking fucking they dead serious in this. Did get a red card against Columbus, yeah? It's possible I made this up. It wasn't him if they did. Damn. That's what I Dikwa played for Orlando City B, mm. St. Louis FC and now Pittsburgh. I will say I'm gonna, if we have Barial, I know we've played open cup games with all these guys on the field and it hasn't looked great, but Barial, Lucho, and I'm going to say Baji like not fast I don't care who the, I don't care who the other one is because Baji now yeah. last three times we've seen him he's done the same thing every time where he gets this break down the side and he just like shoulders the guy away and gets to the end line he seems to be able to do that at least a couple <laughs> times a game so lock that part in yeah Vasquez can be the other one but I just like I want to see that and as long as we have Barrial and Lucho I feel like we're gonna get the goal that wins the game so everything else we're just moving pieces around, but yeah, I'd I'd love it to be at what you said, Chief, where we just fucking pound him. I I don't need it. Like, what was that DC United game yeah. where we had to win? Yeah, or did we just have to tie? I don't remember. Just Either way, 
Yeah. yeah. But they were like, how about, okay, we'll score like five goals. Like that was beautiful. <laughs> so like, just do that. I don't need, you know, those open cup games where you're on the edge of the seat. Those were great. But like, we're big boys now. We just, I, we just fucking flatten them and then enjoy the second half. And then chief can get in all his digs at the referee's hairline or <laughs> the, the guy, you know, you, just, you always got an insult for somebody nearby. So, uh, let's, let's focus on that and not on the game. Oh, I, excited. Before I, I get to predictions, I do want to just spell this out just so everybody understands exactly what will happen here. Uh, we play uh, on Tuesday. Chicago and Houston will play on Tuesday. On Wednesday is uh, Birmingham, Miami, and then on the Western Conference uh, or the Western side of the country, RSL and LA Galaxy. The next game wouldn't be until August 23rd, and I assume Jesus. it will be this week that they will do the drawing for who will host the semifinals and then the final. So it is possible, should we get past Pittsburgh, that we could host the semifinal and the final. It's possible we'll be on the road for some combination of those. Uh, but that is not set yet, and we do not know where or when that will be. But, yeah, you, you like the fact that the opposition on the other side of the bracket, at least in the East, is a Miami team that I believe is in dead last in the league and just fired their manager and a USL side. And nobody on the Western Conference is uh, particularly threatening. And we've already beaten two of the four teams there. What so. if what if Miami beats Birmingham and then Messi is available for the U.S. Open Cup semifinal? <laughs> Does Messi play in the Open Cup, right? Like a final, uh, maybe he would, you know. A semifinal against Leo Messi to go play to go play in the, the Open Cup final. He hears about our facilities. They're world class. He demands a trade oh right my God. there. Jeff would be so embarrassing. Like, we think Lionel Messi would love our facilities. They're world class. Like, all right, chill. Jeff, you're scaring him off. He's yeah, Messi's only played at Barcelona and PSG. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be very impressed with our Mercy <laughs> Health Center. Um, Forrest Lasso tied for third in yellow cards. <laughs> Good. I needed that. <laughs> I, I could have sworn Forrest Lasso had retired. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought he was he was in Sweden, and I, I don't think they liked him very much over there. No, his girlfriend tweeted something after his team got relegated, and all the fans hated him for it. Yeah um so jonah predictions against pittsburgh um i'm gonna go against my best better judgment which has been one oh for all these games because that's how we do it but uh, i'm gonna say two oh and we get two in the first half okay and then we ride it out because they have to come out of their shell maybe we get three after that i don't feel that in my heart and my heart is one oh but i'm going to (laughs) oh dream it believe it chief what are you thinking? My heart is saying 1-1, one, one, and we have to sweat out PKs. Fuck but, you. <laughs> but I'm going to say 1-0. I'm going to say 1-0. I'm gonna say, well, I'm gonna take, I will take what's in Jonah's heart because that makes me feel better. <laughs> and Grayson. 4-1. to one. Yes. yes. There we go. Yes. Pittsburgh. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like you didn't let me finish. 4-1 to one, two, two the good guys. Uh, do, do we have a sword ceremony before this game? Yeah. And where is where is Vontez perfect? I was gonna say you gotta <laughs> do a bangle for this one, right? Like against Pittsburgh, that would get the the crowd hyped. Also, the club has very purposely targeted bangle 
influencers to come to the club. Somebody's getting paid out there, and uh, well done, FCC. That's clever marketing. We should. What we um, should do is we should uh, invite Joe Mixon to arm himself in front of a crowd. They love that. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you it's sure a, this is cool? It's a Nerf sword. <laughs> it's orange and blue. It, it'll, it'll fit right in. I bet uh, it's, I'll, it'll I'll be say three anybody, though. Just yeah. so I'm oh, on sorry, the go ahead. Three, three nothing for, for me. I'll, I'll take that. Um, sorry, Jonah. I interrupted you. <laughs> no, I interrupted you. I forgot that you get to make picks on this, too. It's exciting. They let me do this. Um <laughs> That's all I got for the podcast. Do we have anything else? Did I miss anything? Oh, my God, I did miss this. Um, Abby Francis went down to the soccer tournament. Uh, we'll be talking to her later this week about her experience. A bizarre, insane tournament. It looks like it did incredibly well. It looks like it checked every box it needed to. And I am super, super excited to uh, to get the sort of the behind the scenes look at that tournament and what it was like. The post got credentials down there. So shout out to Abby. She's Hear rubbing shoulders. Yeah, take that. You know, we've got real soccer organizations that credential does. Abby's rubbing shoulders, I think literally in some cases with the athletic writers and um, New York yeah. Times. New York Times writers, excuse me. <laughs> and um, yeah, look Maybe at us Haberman go. was there. <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, so with that, I believe we are finished. So. Fuck Columbus. Fuck Columbus. All of the music in this podcast was done by Jim Trace and the Makers, an amazing local Cincinnati band. You can find more information about them in the description of this episode. Also, be sure to check out The Post Cincy at thepostcincy.com. That's where we're posting our written content. You'll find a wide range of content there posted regularly. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. Or better yet, share this episode with a friend, a family member, a fellow FC Cincinnati fan, somebody you think might enjoy this content, please send it on over uh, to them. We would really, really appreciate that. And if you haven't done so already, we do have a Discord server. Feel free to drop in and join the conversation happening there. Again, links to that can be found on the website or in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for listening.